When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like Joseph Tedai, my beautiful face. Tedai, despite living in what appears to be a nursing home with China behind you, you just finished an Ironman, and my fat ass can't argue with you because I just did a mile of my speed walking with my other soccer moms. But you were just showing me, and I'll happily plug it just because my fat ass needs to get in shape. What were you using, and is it legal? Actually, yeah, it is, dude. It's funny you should ask that. Um, Hold on a second, Tom. Hydromax. Yeah, he just I finished got, an Iron yep. Man. This stuff right here. I, don't think, hold I on. can. Hydromax. What is it? Dude, it's an extreme endurance drink um, that I take. Uh, I don't take it for the gym, but I take it for anything like what I just did. Iron Man. Um, it's, um, it's like pool it gives cleaner. you energy. All I can tell you is it gives you energy. It doesn't wear off, and you don't crash off of it. All right. That's the biggest thing. Sold me. I had a guy on yesterday, an author, Norman Oler, who wrote a, a book called Blitzed about Hitler and his drugs. That motherfucker was using some ultra-endurance en shit, dude. Yeah. It was it was a non-sanctioned one because, you know, with all this COVID, <laughs> everything going on. working on right there. Iceland, you see that? Iceland <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Damn. I, Iceland <laughs> Hey man, you gotta do, dude. There's, this, I work at a liquor store. There's a dude that comes in every day and buys like eight minis of Fireball and then like a little thing of vodka. Dude's like seventy five, built like a fucking brick shit house. Damn, you're frozen. Is it me or you? No, Dale froze up, but we're all still there good. Go. All right, all right. Well, hey Dale, why don't you introduce Sam? Because I don't know Sam, and I feel bad because Sam's just sitting here quiet, staring at us as we talk about fucking each other in the yeah, ass. So, so. Um, I actually invited him on because uh, we've we've been talking and. Uh, you know he's interested in uh, he so he has a business and I'll let him explain all that to everybody out there what he does, which is pretty interesting and uh, you know it's uh, you know I see um, I see a lot of value in it and uh, you know and I'll again like I said I'll let him explain you know what his background is what does he actually do um, in regards to intelligence uh, collecting intelligence um, and there's actually so let me also segue real quick. Since I'm thinking about that, here I live in Bali, Indonesia, in Jakarta. I have a friend, or friends. Um, actually, it's a married couple. One of them's from Australia. One of them's from uh, the U.S. Army. She's actually uh, Korean American, but uh, they were both in the intelligence communicate uh, communities, and uh, they came to Jakarta probably 19, 20 years ago, and started the same thing, an intelligence collection uh, company, where they actually scour the internet, media, um, they just collect intelligence, real-time intelligence, and then sell this intelligence on these packages to corporations, governments, anybody who wants sure. to know, you know, stuff. Sure. So it's actually pretty good. And uh, I can tell you, they made a very, a very lucrative business out of doing that. So it's, this is kind of what uh, Sam is doing here. I'm assuming you're going to go by Sam. Um, he's got some aliases, but uh, <laughs> I'll, let him, uh, I'll let him introduce himself how we want to be remembered. But um, so anyways, that's our, that's our relationship. Um, I coached Sam and uh, you know, and uh, I've learned a lot about the guy and his business and I found it very intriguing. So I 
we talked about that man this would be a great opportunity to help him uh, promote what he does and hopefully um you know this will help him network into some other areas and uh, perhaps you know we can actually use them as well for uh some things that we're doing so you know and again so sam you know take it away brother take the floor tell, sam. tell us who you are what you do but all right yeah thanks so i appreciate the opportunity thanks for having me on yeah uh, i was an intelligence analyst and uh both uh, in the army and as a contractor i spent several years in iraq and afghanistan uh, doing intelligence at various levels and um i tell you i uh, i started this company called forward observer back in, well, really in 2016 is in earnest when we started producing intelligence. And, you know, there's, I, I was really kind of uh, red-pilled, I guess you'd say, about all the, the violence and the protests and the civil unrest that was going on in 2016 and in 2017. And I just thought, man, this is not right. Like, this is America. We should not be, and there shouldn't be people being attacked for their political beliefs, yeah. physically attacked, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and so I thought, look, I have all this training uh there's a bunch of people in this country who are trying to change it radically you know why don't we take our training and start monitoring these groups and uh producing intelligence so what we do is we we uh, attract political social and economic instability sure and uh this country's changing has changed very rapidly especially in the past four months and there's a proliferation of not just leftist groups, but armed leftist groups. And then you start to look at the phases of insurgency and all the indicators there of armed political conflict. And you kind of start to arrive at the conclusion like, yeah, this, this might actually be happening. Yeah. So really our chief, our chief focus is to monitor, just like we, we very similar to what we did in Iraq and Afghanistan, monitor the, you know, the quote unquote insurgency for the, the, these insurrections that are happening across the country, produce intelligence on it. And that's exactly what we do at Forward Observer. Yeah, it's, I mean, and we've, and Dale and Joe and I have talked about this. Like, dude, it's a beautiful thing that you can protest in this country. I mean, most countries you'll get mowed down by a 50 cal and your friends, family, your kids and your parents will be put in a gulag and you'll never be seen again. Like, it's a beautiful thing you can protest. And I, I mean, regard, and that's not just for, you know, people I agree with. That's for everyone. That's for people, you know, what's the quote? Free speech isn't for sonnets. Free speech is for shit that makes your blood boil. And that's a wonderful thing. You should be able to go out and scream every day about that you hate Trump. That's cool. That's awesome. But it's when it starts to turn into you're wearing a hat I don't like, so I'm going to hit you with a bike lock. Or I'm going to go up and execute you in the street because you're a police officer and all cops are bastards. Or I don't like this, so I'm going to – who's that lady that just got arrested the other day? And the federal agents identified her by a, a tattoo on her knuckles, and they tracked her down, and they found her like two months later that she had been the one lighting cop cars on fire. There's mm. nothing good about that. Nothing comes from that, and you're not going to win anyone over for, from it. You can have the most justified um, purpose or, or reason for protesting in the world. It doesn't matter what it is. If you start burning shit, because once you burn down someone's Wendy's, that small business owner doesn't give a fuck about who was shot. He's like, well, now I don't have my company that I've been building my whole life. And it's I've brought this up and, and asked Dale and Joe about this. But I mean, just from what we do, what, what, what we do uh, deniably in other countries, is there any is there any um, evidence or credence to the idea that this could be 
funded or directed or actively or passively fueled by the CCP, Iran, and or North Korea or or Russia. Asking you, Sam, do you, because, I mean, I had on Brigadier General Robert Spaulding, who was in Obama's National Security Council, and I know I'm talking and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm beating you guys down right now, I'll shut up, but he talks about it in his book, Stealth War, that, that China is doing a very quiet, very subversive, very sneaky, and what he says is a brilliant, you have to respect your enemy, a brilliantly played chess game. Do you think there's any evidence to that? Or am I just talking out of my ass? Um, you know, there there likely is evidence of that. Unfortunately, you know, we, we don't have multi-billion dollar budgets to do, you know, uh, financial analysis and all that stuff. All we can track are the the indicators of that. So, you know, is there a huge, are these groups jumping in capabilities, right? That would be maybe an indicator of, of money coming in. Um, I, I can't speak to, I mean, I can't say definitively that that is happening. Uh, in some in some instances, I think it's probable that it is. Most of these groups right now are being funded through uh, uh, GoFundMe mm-hmm. accounts and kind of crowdsourcing uh, uh, fundraising. Uh, that's that's something that we know for a fact. In terms of international finance, uh, it would not surprise me. Yeah. Is is there, Dale? Is what is how do you counteract this because it's i mean it is a fine line you know you can't just counteract it because you don't like who's protesting as whiny and as bitchy as a lot of these people are and you want to just smack them that that's not that's not a reason they're allowed to protest that's what that's that's what this stands for is you're allowed to do that at what point do you have to i mean at what point do you crack down and go what the hell is going this isn't the wild west you can't just burn down cities, tear down shit, light cop cars on fire, execute people. I mean, at what point? Uh, so yeah, th- there's the law, right? And the, sure. and basically, if you want to protest anywhere, you've got to go down and get a permit and say, "Hey, we're going to pro- we're going to protest peacefully in this area on this day at this time." Right? I guarantee you, none of these protesters are doing that. They're not going down. Look. Was it now in Portland, 100 nights, 100 days so far? Yeah. They did not get a permit for 100 days a night to go protesting. Okay, and it's the, and what is protesting and, you know, what is, you know, what is it that they're doing, right? It's certainly not, it's certainly not protesting anymore. These are riots. Uh, so, one, there's a law, and nobody's enforcing the law. Why would they not enforce the law? Because, well, the, the politicians are not allowing the law enforcement to enforce the law, right? Um, two, be honest with you, law enforcement doesn't have the capacity to enforce that law. When you look at the numbers, sheer numbers, they're outnumbered. I mean, technically, they're un- outnumbered, outweaponed, outgunned. Um, and so, you know, the law enforcement's already on its heels. All they can do is try to do the best they can to kind of you know, basically impede the movement, mm-hmm. but they're not going to stop it, man. They're getting mowed over. And so, you know, this is a failure of, this is really a failure of, of you know, our politics, particularly the, the politicians, because they didn't have the foresight or they did have the foresight, but they just didn't care. That's what I actually think um, to stop this and nip this in the bud from the outset, you know, something like, okay, first of all, you know, you get one, you get one night of protest, 
okay and it's got to be peaceful you break that rule you're going to jail right everybody's going to jail but they never did that right they just let these guys do what they want under the guise of everybody has a right to protest but there's yeah the right you have a right but you got to follow the rules right there's a way to do this right it's 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 organized and it's it's uh it's you know we we have these measures in place so that what we do is civilized and people don't get hurt and everybody can be heard but they've taken it to a whole nother level and everybody knows look <laughs> antifa first of all what it, they they come out and said it they're a communist yeah, movement train, man train period yeah I believe they are being funded, and I'm not an intel analyst per se, um, although I've got a background in it to say that the Russians are supporting it. But I agree with Sam that yeah, there's probably get they're probably getting money money from you know different types of crowdsourcing, different types of sites. You know, you got you know I guarantee you I got a message today from someone anonymously, not anonymously. I know who it was, but um, basically what they were telling me is. In certain areas, very high-end hotels, four-star, five-star hotels plus, um, are harboring lots of people that are really can't afford that type of a hotel, but somebody's paying for those rooms for them. And the question was presented, you know, well, what are you doing here? You know, are you on vacation? And And the response is, no, I'm saving the world. You know, so, you know, there's there's a there's a movement out there, okay? It's a shadow movement. A lot of people are in denial, and actually, a lot of people are not paying attention. You know, I, this whole quiet, the quiet majority thing, it's time to wake up and be loud, man, because you're losing the war. You're losing the battle by shutting up and standing on the sidelines and thinking somehow this is all going to get corrected um, on, on election day is, you know, ain't going to happen, man. Times have changed. And so we are set up for failure if the people on the right do not buck up and push back and go enough is enough right so this other the other movement i want to just real quick and i shut my mouth is black lives matter right blm um so you know i've got people that have come on my you know social media sites and not really some challenge me some just want to have a conversation but they're leaning towards blm right mm-hmm. what's wrong with blm you know um you know it's i support black lives matter well goddamn so do i i support all lives matter but when so why can't it just be all lives matter why does it have to be black lives matter it's just like feminism right my daughter you know one of my daughters went to college and got all involved in this feminism movement and uh and i said why and she goes well dad because feminism is to promote you know help everybody and i go well why don't we call it something like humanism i mean there's no masculism you know curriculum yeah. so you know we're already we have already tilted everything in one direction call it feminism call it black lives matter movement the reality is if you read the charter for black lives matter uh, movement it has absolutely nothing to do with black lives matter it's everything about a marxist socialist agenda yes. moving forward to destroy the western the the, the nuclear, the nuclear family. family the western way of life um and and you know what and knowledge is power and unfortunately most people are either ignorant or lazy to do their own due diligence and basically what they want to do is they want to trust a higher authority that they're feeding them they're giving them truthful information when in fact they're lying in their ass they're laying yeah. face I mean, it's bullshit. And so this is why we're in trouble because nobody wants to stop and, and take a look for themselves and go, wait a minute, and throw in the towel and go, that's bullshit. I'd have, and I'll do it over and over and over. I do not support Black Lives Matter movement. 
It's a Marxist socialist movement. If you don't like it, come and get me. I dare you. I don't care. You're my enemy anyways because you're a Marxist, not because you're black. My family's black. Yeah, okay, black my face. family's Asian. My family's Hispanic. It ain't got, it's nothing to do with color. It's got everything to do with politics. It's got everything to do with an agenda to take away my children's freedom, and I will fight and die for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Dale literally, Dale, <laughs> well, Dale literally has black kids. Got me all revved up, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me chime in real quick sure. about something, sure. too. I, I want to I chime in, uh, and I agree with Dale. Um, there's such a huge agenda here, it's not even funny. Um, two things. Um, I, I think that um, our government needs to step in. And matter of fact, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but President Trump, recently signed an executive order that says if you deface any national statues or sta you get 10 years in jail mm -hmm. okay I, that's two thumbs up for me um i didn't know i just recently found this out i don't know when he actually instituted that executive order but it's been in the last few months so those are things that i think our leadership you know from the president on down that they can take control of some of this stuff mm -hmm. Um, secondly, Dale and I actually did an experiment. I'm calling it an experiment now. But when they started talking about defunding all of these police departments, Dale and I set up a GoFundMe page. You're going to find this very interesting. Uh, we set up a GoFundMe page, and I think we call it the National uh, Law Enforcement Training Fund. And we were trying to raise money to go to police departments to train them to get them up to speed to combat sure. this threat and give them some more tools in their toolbox that they already have. I haven't been on the page in a while, but the last time I looked and we had it up for several months, we had $700 in it. Okay. Now, what I will tell you is this, don't tell me that people that go that own the site GoFundMe don't manipulate who can see and who can't see those pages. Yeah. Well um, no disrespect to the Floyd family. Does anybody want to take a wild guess how much money GoFundMe raised for their family? $14 million. Yeah, okay. you know how much we you know how much we got from law enforcement? You ready for this? Six hundred dollars. Is that what it is, Dale? Are you looking? Yeah, I still have an account. I haven't touched it, and basically I'm gonna reverse the charges or I'm gonna donate it to the American Police Hall of Fame. But uh yeah. Dude, we, we, got, we made six hundred bucks. 600 bucks there you go there you go we did this just to see and we wanted to do this how it would be you know um taken on and that is proof in the pudding Dale, what did we start that like four months ago and uh i believe it was in may right so um and basically yeah yeah it's just been sitting there and, and i tell you when we we promoted it it got hardly any traction and it yeah. because it got the reason it gets any traction is because it goes through facebook all right and their algorithms they can control it right oh, and yeah. it was not the, it was the wrong narrative i mean six i mean made 600 bucks who doesn't want to get behind and support law enforcement exactly. right one it's good for law enforcement if we can train them more to be better policemen doesn't that help the doesn't that help the other guys the other camp hey okay you're helping them out right no nothing's helping it's not about that it's a political agenda so it's kind of saddening because you know as, as joe pointed out this guy's family made over what 12 million bucks 14. and here's a guy that's a meth head put a knife to a woman a pregnant woman's neck 
right? So she couldn't breathe while her friends, his friends robbed the house. Okay, this guy's a career criminal and he's getting treated like some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of a hero. While the real heroes on the street are wearing uniforms, okay, and they can't even get more than 600 bucks to help yeah. them do a better job to help secure our country. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. You need to go look for yourself. Just pull it up, go on GoFundMe, go to the National Law Enforcement Training Fund, something like that, and, and you'll see it. And it, it's, I can guarantee you that GoFundMe has a way to control that. Like, nah, this is only gonna get seen by 50 or 100 people. That's it, yeah, they're it gonna is. cut it off. Well, I guarantee exactly. it, yeah. I guarantee it. Well, well one, I was, Absolutely. Gonna, I was gonna say, uh, Floyd, uh, I don't think it was a knife. He pistol whipped the pregnant woman. Not that that makes it better, but I think that's it's. I don't think it was a knife to the neck. I think he pistol. Well, whatever her. he did, whatever. He what, I'm not her, just kidnapped her. Just to not <laughs> not be not be fake news. Try to be, but it's true. I mean, there is there is absolutely an effect. And Sam, you could probably comment on this on on algorithms. I mean, that is a form of warfare. If you can curate what people see, I mean, it's very simple. If you go to YouTube or Instagram, just on and not even a conspiratorial thing. If you just, I mean, what Instagram, you know, what hashtags are you looking at? Are you looking at Cold War history? Are you looking at chicks with huge butts? Whatever it is, that program is going to start recommending those things more to you. Um, and Dawn of the Cold That's War. That's why I keep getting midget porn. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> happens to the. <laughs> happens, happens to the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was one. Yeah, I was wondering why. I, yeah, why I kept Damn getting. It. <laughs> Damn it! I thought it was just a coincidence. But um, yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Dale. Um, but in, in Dawn of the Code War by Garrett Graff, I mean, I mean, he talks about this, the manipulation of algorithms. Same in Stealth War as well as 100-year, I believe, 100-year marathon by former Deputy Secretary of Defense Michael Pillsbury. But they talk about, and I mean, you're seeing it right now with Joe Rogan moving over to Spotify. I mean, there just so happens to be a handful of episodes that were, the files were corrupted. Which, by the way, me with 600 subscribers, I have five external hard drives with the files saved and shockproof, dustproof, so none of this shit gets corrupted. You're telling me that Joe Rogan doesn't have these this shit unlocked? That's bullshit. Spotify it, corrupted files, and they just so happen to be all right wing leaning guys, which a little bit of horse shit. Yeah. But you're already you're already seeing it with trigger warnings. Uh, this is potentially false information. Um, that will all be things will be taken down from Twitter for hate speech, but you can hold up a rubber head of uh, Trump's Trump severed head, or you can tweet. What was the tweet? Uh, I hope they take Baron Trump and put him in a cage with convicted pedophiles. That's left up. That's not a problem. And it's either you either have to allow all of it or you can't allow any of it. And to just kind of touch back on something you said earlier that I meant to mention, it's a very again you have to respect your enemy, but it's a very subtle and brilliant, brilliantly played game of uh, semantics you name your organization something that cannot be criticized by on paper you can't criticize it so if you say black lives matter all right despite dale having a black child if you criticize that you are now against black lives which is horseshit if you antifa we are anti-fascism well if you are against antifa well my god you must be a fascist i mean on reddit who now has the largest stakeholder is who? Tencent, which is owned wholly by who? The CCP. They have an they now have a bot. It's a it's an auto moderator. And it's called the anti-evil operations. And so if there's fake news, which just so happens to be everything that's pro-right or anti-left, it will come in and be knocked out by who? The anti-evil operations algorithm. Well, I mean, if you're not for the anti-evil operations, well then by God, you must be evil. So it it kind of comes down to a lot of horse shit, right? You can't be for it. 
You can't be for it. And it's just a play on words. When you're at the founders of Black Lives Matter have said, quote, we are trained Marxists. On their website, it says to dismantle and destroy the nuclear family. That has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. That has nothing to do with anything. That is, that is a communist subversion movement. But again, with algorithms, yeah. I know I'm ranting again. Hey, 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 hey Tom, let me ask Sam a quick question. You yeah. made me um, think of something. Sam, um, this data that you guys are collecting, I'm assuming it's all open source, sir, or it is? Yeah, it's about 90% open source right now. So let me ask you this. I mean, I don't have an Intel background like you do. I mean, I'm kind of like my Dale's level, maybe a little bit lower, Ashley. But um, how are you scrubbing your information? I mean, just like Tom was saying, there's so much stuff out there. How are, are you how are you scrubbing your stuff for bullshit factor one or bull, bullshit factor 10? I'm, I'm curious, man. Yeah. Uh, well, that is a growing problem because there's just so, so much information out there. There's so many groups, right? The things that we take off social media or these private uh, social media group chat groups that we get access to. Um, yeah, there definitely is a, uh, a, pro a lot of propaganda out there. And one of the easiest things we can ask is number one, what's our analytic line? Like what, what do we currently believe to be true based off evidence? And then, so we have this new piece of the puzzle, which may be good, bad, or ugly. Um, is it consistent with other, with previous reporting? Is it consistent with what we believe to be true right now? And if the answer is no, then now we say, okay, why is this source or, you know, why is this subject on social media saying this, which, is not true and i guess that's that's the, the fastest way is does this line up with our current body of intelligence reporting gotcha um so i'm asking you, something while yeah. we're at it real quick uh sam so do you guys you and your crew subscribe to different types of uh you know left-leaning um you know i don't know what you want to call them websites chat rooms um groups and kind of you know kind of listen in to see what they're talking about do you i mean do you actually dive that deep in there to get that intelligence we do okay yeah so i subscribe to a number of socialist magazines and actually it's been funny because i've been getting all of these uh, at my ups box uh, getting a lot of political mailers and one of the most interesting things that i'm starting to get is uh this organization called the Blue Texas Fund, and they're and they're very very specific about what house, what state uh, legislature seats in Texas that they're targeting to flip the state legislature blue. And so, you know, that's something that's um, it's a political action uh, committee that's that's doing that. But I guess it's just an interesting byproduct of subscribing to these socialist magazines. But yeah, we're in you know a bunch of uh, anarchist and syndicalist and and revolutionary communist chat groups like on Telegram and some of the other platforms they use yes sure so what let me ask you this what is your um what is your estimate i guess your intel estimate on what's trending and what do you think is going to be what do you think we can expect down the road for example with my basically my basic understanding of intelligence and looking at the you know looking at the tea leaves in the big picture um i believe I've, I've been saying this for a long time now. This is not something I just said in the last couple of months. I've been saying this for about the last year. That we're on the verge of a civil war after this election. 
on or the civil election. And, you know, people ask me, well, what does that mean? I'm, I'm telling you, probably one to 5% of the population is going to go kinetic, man. We're going to go out there and freaking start shooting people in the face. Um, what's, you know, I think also this election is basically, if you're, if you're paying attention, um, I think what's going to happen is they're going to call foul on the election and demand a recount. They're going to drag it out beyond 60 days. They're going to put Pelosi as, as she's going to automatically become the president at that time, sitting president, you know, interim president, if you will. Um, and I think that's the, I think that's the big play, but I'm curious about what do you think is going to happen based on your opinion? Well, I think there's a very small chance that the election goes off without a hitch. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing <laughs> in, in 2016, there were there were nearly a million mail-in ballots that were rejected. They didn't get counted. And so, um, you know, now let's say that mail-in ballots and absentee ballots double. Well, if we have the same if we have the same percentage of rejected ballots, now we're talking about two million ballots. Two million ballots is enough to to tip the you know to tip a number of states. Yeah, and so I think yeah, there's a very good chance that this ends up in the Supreme Court, which is very interesting about this whole Ginsburg yeah, replacement here. I was about to say. Um, I tell yeah. you, what, what interesting thing. I, I think the most the thing that concerns me the most. Actually, this is going to go in my report again today. But uh, the thing that concerns me the most is that leftist groups started talking about shutting down the ports and shutting down transportation. They said, look, you want to really make your presence known, right? We have all these unions. Let's build militant union uh, or let's bring back union militancy like we had, you know, back in the 20s or 30s or whatever. And let's shut down the ports. Let's shut down transportation. And you can really bring this country to its knees because there's no imports, no exports. All these union workers, they there's a general strike. They go off the job. And that's exactly what they're trying to do between November and January, if President Trump wins re-election. So let's say it goes to the courts and he wins. Um, that my, my greatest concern is essentially an economic shutdown, not from COVID, but from people who are very displeased about Trump winning re-election. And they say, hey, let's just, let's just sabotage this entire place. And so kind of, you know, the downstream effects is, uh, I would highly encourage everyone to be prepared and to become as, as self-sufficient as possible in case they actually succeed in doing this. Yeah. It's, that's uh, good intel. Like, you know, I never thought of that, man, but uh, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. Um, a very good point. And that's something worth considering, you know, especially since I'm flying back to the U.S. with my wife here soon, <laughs> and I want to come back relatively soon after the election. That's the only reason I'm coming back is for this. Well, two things. I got a project with Joe, and then I got, I want to be there for the election, right? And believe it or not, people think I'm crazy when I say this. I want to be there to the vote. And pull that trigger if I have to, man. But I am not gonna let my country be stolen from us, and our freedom be taken away. You know, and some people think that's bullshit. You can call it bullshit all you want, but all of us, you know, have seen, have been there, and we have seen what happens in foreign countries when people dismiss, you know, uh, these possibilities out there and just kind of let it languish. Oh, somebody, somebody is smarter than me will take care of this. Right. Nobody smarter than you will take care of it. You know, smarter or dumber than you. So, yeah, that's good. That's good intel, man. I appreciate that. That's Amen. I never thought of that, but now I know something. <laughs> yeah, it's um, Joe. Were you were you gonna say something? No, no, no. I think that's um, I think that's totally sound advice, and it, it makes sense. Um, 
on how they would react to Trump winning. You know, they've played every freaking card they they can. They've dealt out of six damn decks. So I, I agree with, with Sam's uh, analysis on that, that that would be kind of like the final option. Like, all right, we've done everything we can. Now, you know, we're going to pull out the ace of spade and that's it. Yeah. And, and that would do, that would be devastating, no doubt. It, it, it seems like... Hey, so Sam, let, let me ask you another question. I'm assuming that you're looking at, um, you know, when we look at, uh, when we do an intel analysis, right, especially for, you know, battlefield uh, intelligence uh, analysis, we're looking at, you know, the left, we're looking at one side and the other side, we're looking at opposing forces, we're looking at all kinds of things, we're looking at numbers, capabilities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in your estimation, what do you think, what do you think the real threat is by the left? I mean, do they have the numbers? Do they have the resolve? Do they have the 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 capabilities to uh, be a force to be reckoned with, or you think they're that they're just a bunch of little snotty nosed kids, you know, and college brats and young adolescent freaking human beings in their twenties that uh, think they're tough shit talking smack, but actually have don't have the balls to get out there and get it on uh, when it comes when it's go time. What do you think? I think. For, for a large group of them, uh, you know, Reza Aslan is a, a guy, he used to work for CNN, oh, and several times now he said, hey, if 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 Republicans, <laughs> or if the GOP Senate replaces uh, Ginsburg before the election, we're going to burn, burn the it all down. down. And he said that twice now, burn it all down, okay? Uh, the only thing he's burning down is a Senate candle, and I think a large majority of those people are just like Reza Aslan. They're going to have other people do it for them. Yeah. But there is a subset of a lot of these leftist groups. They're armed. They're consuming communist propaganda. They're sharing insurgent-type materials and trying to educate themselves on, on how to wage insurgency. You know, the, the chief task of an insurgent is to be disruptive, is to disrupt the system. And I think the—I don't think we're looking at, uh, like, a— an organized kind of civil war here. We're we're looking at uh, probably forms of terrorism and sabotage. More, I think that's more likely than you know them kidding up and say, okay, you know we're Alpha Company now and uh, we're going to go take over in this building and you know we're, do whatever. So I think assassination, terrorism. You know, I mean, look, we look back in the first. I think it was the first eighteen months of nineteen seventy one and nineteen seventy two. There are over twenty five hundred bombings domestic bombings in the United States Weather underground. Uh, by, by these leftist groups. And there's a great book by Brian Burrow. It's called Days of Rage. He writes all about these, these socialist revolutionary and communist revolutionary groups. And so once that type of activity becomes normalized, once it becomes, you know, like, I don't have a job, I don't have a future, and the only way out of this is socialism, and political violence is becoming normalized, like, hey, it's cool, let's go do it, just like these protests. Uh, then I think, well, I mean, it's virtual certainty, we'll see a lot more of it. The question is, are we going to get to that point? And there's a very good chance that we do. Yeah. I For, for me, I look at it as, and maybe, I think a lot of it is, I think it's a lot of, it's like a pack of dogs, and they're all barking, and they're coming close to you, and they're scaring the shit out of you. And then you just smack the fuck out of one of them, and they all—I mean—they all lower the tail. They all, Dale, you know, you train dogs, but I mean, it's all—it's 
they kind of it's a bunch of people screaming you fire a shot into the air and all of a sudden you see the you know me and my brothers growing up you know give an attitude to my mom and then my dad comes home from work and it's all you know tail between the legs yes sir no sir you know that's all it takes i think i think we're seeing i think social media is is new and obviously new in the history of homo sapiens and right now we have an ability for everyone to scream and come across as angry i think the first time you see any real thing pop off you're very quickly going to see a lot of people if you will go home that i mean maybe i'm being optimistic that's what i think it is i think you're going to find us i think you're going to find an element in the larger group the more extremists they're the they're going to be the hardcore guys that uh they're going to learn how to use explosives they're going to go ahead and take it to the next level with firearms um I've, i've i've read several articles i've gotten different messages where they're intercepting, you know, Chinese weapons, uh, yeah. you know, for components and parts being imported. Um, you know, all that's possible, you know, whether you import it or whether it's, you know, you know, internally it's generated, assembled, whatever. It's going to happen, right? There's enough guns out there. Explosives are not hard to manufacture. Um, you know, anybody with a little bit of a, a little bit of intelligence can figure that out. Um, how to use explosives. I actually think that's the next paradigm. Um, I think you will start seeing IEDs. Um, I think you will start seeing organized ambushes, um, particularly of, you know, police. And, uh, you know, actually back in the LA riots, they actually had organized ambushes. People don't talk about that, but police were actually being ambushed um, as, you know, a traditional, um, you know, L-shaped ambushes. So I think that's the, I think that's going to be the, what we can expect. Um, I think it's going to be a small percentage that are going to do that, but it's going to be a type of guerrilla warfare where you're never going to know who the enemy is, right? There's, it's almost like, you know, Ireland and England, right? Um, the IRA, you know, who, who's the bad guy, man? You know, he looks like a normal dude every day, but at night he throws on a ball of Kalava and he's out blowing shit up. Um, I think that's where we're going. That's where we're heading. Um, and uh, so I don't think it's going to be, you know, force on force, you know, right side versus left side, you know, line it up and get it on. Um, it's going to be a form of guerrilla warfare, much like, you know, the IRA and uh, in England went through. And I think that's what we're in for. Um, what does that mean for the for our society? You know, I think most people. 98% will go on with their normal lives or go to work every day. You know, they won't pay attention to anything going on around them. They'll read on the news about an explosion tonight. A bunch of people were killed on an ambush here, but it's not going to hit home because everybody in America, they've been so inculcated and inculturated into a life of, you know, security, right? It's like if I get to go to work and come home and, you know, kick my feet up and watch TV and drink a beer and do it again tomorrow. They don't know what threat, what a real threat is, you know, and Sam can appreciate it. Joe can appreciate this. We know what it's like. For example, I think back in Baghdad, man, you know, you look at this major city and you drive through it at night and there's no lights on. It's pitch black. You know, people are burning can lights and, 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 you know, very little lighting. Everybody's got one AK-47 because they're allowed to own one weapon for self-defense, um, which is ironic right here, you know, in the U.S. They don't want us to have any weapons, but over there, at least everybody had one gun. Um, and when you, it's, it's just an eerie, a very eerie experience, you know, every night rolling out, 
you know, and the lights are out and it's just like, uh, it's just some medieval shit. And it's like, man, you know, and then when you go into a home and you go after a target, you know, and, uh, and you see there's actually people and women and children living in there in this, in this environment, it's like, fuck man, you know, this is like hell on earth, man. You know, this is not freedom. This is not happiness compared to what we have in America. You know, you got lights, you got refrigerators, you got air conditioning, you got a car, you got gas. Nobody mucks with you for the most part, you know? And, and the other thing I was going to mention was, here's what I think is really cool. When you see these guys, when, okay, here's my prediction. November is going to happen. Trump's going to win. The left's going to lose their mind. And guess what? They're going to burn down all their liberal cities because they don't have the balls to come to conservative cities and get it on. We will mow them down. I'm ready. You know, all my friends are ready. Like, we're hoping. It's like deer hunting season, right? But uh, it's like it's like that's the mindset of the left. They'll burn their own shit down and go, you know, that'll teach you lessons. Like, yeah, while you're living on the street, you know. But uh, anyways, I'm just kind of rambling a little bit. But, uh, yeah, this is very frustrating. But uh, actually some good points, Sam. I think uh, particularly what you just said a minute ago about them shutting down. That's the biggest threat we have, man. If they cut down, they shut off Internet. You know, we start losing power. We start losing, you know, short, now food supply shortages. Um, we start losing that part. We got drama, man. Um, you know, they start ambushing, you know, uh, you know, our vehicle, our trucks on the road, you know, and they can't get down the highway to deliver goods. That's when we're going to start having drama, man. Um, and that's when people are going to lose their mind. And that's when people are going to really start turning on each other. And uh, you can see, you know, massive civil unrest. Um, and that's kind of what happened, I think, in Baghdad. That's kind of what we saw happen in, in Afghanistan and some of these other countries, you know, where once the infrastructure was uh, interdicted, and uh, you were no longer able to, you know, to the you know, MSRs were cut off, you know, main supply routes, and uh, you were no longer able to transport goods. Security, there was no cops to be called on to help you out. Um, that's when things got a little chaotic, and uh, and and suddenly that's why in Afghanistan, in Iraq, everybody was allowed to have one gun because cops ain't coming. You're on your own, you know. So, anyways, Tom. So, Tom, let me. This is what for people watching this, and that's why we're making this this doing this podcast. You know, for those of you that are watching this, what are you going to do? Are you going to sit back, like you know Dale was saying, and just put your head in the hole and kind of forget this whole thing is happening? Are you going to be proactive? And if you're going to be proactive, what does that mean? And I, I think that'd be Tom. Just I don't want to run your podcast, but I think that'd be a really good segue on ending this. Is if this happens, and look, nobody wants this to happen. I don't want it to happen. Christ, I'm trying to build businesses. They'll, I don't need people fucking up my businesses right now, right? I get angry even thinking about that. It's hard enough to make money in the first place, let, let alone to have all this other shit going on. It's just it's so counter counterintuitive. It's not funny. But if this does happen, you know, what, you know, what should people be doing, you know, and there's a big opinions about that. I mean, definitely have a way to protect yourself and definitely have food on hand and water on hand. But, you know, um, you know, I just wonder, Tom, you know, how many people that, that, that listen to these podcasts when they, when they hit the stop button, just sit there and go, eh, that's all, that's all bullshit. Mm -hmm. I wonder how many people actually, we can get someone to do something right do some and guys so listen we're not telling you to go out and spend a hundred thousand freaking dollars you know you could probably protect yourself and do what you need to do for a thousand bucks if you don't own a gun go freaking buy one yeah. okay you know uh, 
pistol, carbine, shotgun, whatever. Buy some ammo. Have a pantry full of food that will give your family enough food for three to four months. And you know what? If it goes longer that than that, then you better have a freaking plan to go find more. Yeah. It's, it's just that simple. Yeah. It's my thought. I don't know, Tommy. No, me. no, it's 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 very simple. It's very simple when it only exists on a screen or as audio in your ears. This is all happening. This is all happening. Oh wow, man, it's something else. And you close it, and it's all right. Well, I gotta go to work. I gotta, you know, gotta get my shirt right. out of the dryer because it's not real. There's not, you know, there's not gunfire in the streets. There's, right. it's not, it's not at your front door. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, it, it's gonna be very interesting. I mean, to touch on a uh, mail-in ballots. I mean, China got busted last month for a shipment from China going to Michigan with eight hundred thousand uh, U.S. IDs. I mean, what the fuck's that for, for right? Real? Yeah, yeah. When has China been interested in fucking fake IDs? They're not trying to buy alcohol here. Like, come on now. What, what's that <laughs> shit? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? What's that for? It's um, wow. it's and and more than that, I think, I think they're, I think they want to provoke a response because what would, right now they twist anything Trump does into and like, hey, Trump's not perfect, far from it, but they twist anything he does. Two scoops right. of ice cream, feeding koi fish. I mean, anything he does, they make it look like he's right. Hitler, right? Right. If they can actually get a response from him, I mean, I'm sure they're jerking off to the potential titles Tiananmen Square in America, Kent State Part Two. They want right, a right. crackdown and they're pushing it. And there are so many people that are just trying to stay level headed. Because look, hey, if, Sam, if you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> I was just going to ask Sam, what does he think yeah. about this whole situation with the Chinese? What does he think they're. Uh... What's he think? I mean, yeah, I have my opinion. Sam, what about these islands that they've been building for the past South few China like, sea? What about these islands? Give us the answer, Sam. It's all on you. Yeah. Well, I, think our, I think our window of pretty much closed on the South China Sea. I think, you know, we had under uh, the former president who shall not be named, you know, we probably had an opportunity to put the screws to him. We didn't do it. Right. Uh, you know, in probably in the next five or ten years, I think China is going to end up having more fast attack submarines than we have boats in the entire U.S. Navy, and they are going to challenge us in the Pacific. Uh, they are their military is untested, and I don't think they quite have the command and control to win a stand up fight. But just like anything else, there's asymmetric warfare. How can we really put the screws to the United States so that we don't have to fight a war with them? Fine. And so I'm I'm pretty I'm fairly uneasy about a conflict with China because it's not going to be in the just in the pacific yeah, right it's going to be uh, but you know we know xi jinping he dislikes trump he's in a very precarious situation at home because there are very important members of the chinese communist party who are beginning to doubt his leadership and begin to doubt hey is this really the, the guy we want at the helm of the country and so they obviously want trump gone they can't read trump they can't uh you know persuade him he's He's uh, madman theory, unpredictable, right? Strategically and tactically unpredictable. They really dislike that because they plan. Remember, they plan in long increments, right? Year like years. Yeah, they don't. They don't plan a year out. They plan five, fifteen, twenty years out. Hundred. Yeah, exactly. So they can't deal. War. They can't deal with that instability. They absolutely want him gone. And uh, I mean, Beijing Biden, right? So uh, they know. They know Biden's going to be much more amenable to uh, to cooperation. Hey, don't. Uh, uh, but the the unfortunate thing is, we're talking about you know probably the next hundred years of geopolitics, maybe resting on this election. You know, is yeah. China going to survive their their current financial their fiscal situation is terrible. They have tons of debt. 
They've got empty cities. They've got a, a populace they can't feed. Uh, they have all sorts of problems. Is I remember just briefly, a, a, one of my old chiefs who's a retired, now retired CW4, he may have made CW5. He said, he said, yeah, another 20 years, China is probably going to break up. And I thought at the time, I was like, man, that's no way that's going to happen. But there's, but if you actually look at what's going on inside China, they do a very good job at suppressing all of their domestic unrest. Yeah, you don't that, hear about that it. That may actually be a possibility if Trump stays in office, and we don't have to worry about the Chinese century. And maybe we can extend the, you know, the American, you know, Pax Americana. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not too optimistic on that, but you know, maybe there's a chance. Those are my thoughts. Yeah. You know, let me let me kind of chime in. So being on this side of the world now, right? Um, so I'm very familiar with the Chinese presence on many, many levels. Um, they are everywhere that, you know, Indonesian Chinese, Filipino Chinese, Singaporean Chinese, Malaysian Chinese, they're Chinese are everywhere. And they make up, although they make up a small portion of the population, they own a large part of the, of the economy, right? Uh, the GDP. Um, they they really it's really i i know here right where, where i'm in indonesia right now when i ask people what do you think about the indonesian or about the chinese they're not happy about it for a lot of reasons one they have the majority of the wealth um and many of the indonesians are you know living in poverty while these guys are making bank um to this whole COVID thing, you know, the reality is they understand that it started with the Chinese and now the Chinese are here selling drugs and, you know, and, and helping them out. Like, hey, we're here to save you guys from this wicked COVID thing that came from somewhere, yeah, came from you know, and, and and look, it's, it's we everybody knows the play. That COVID virus, I don't care what anybody said, that was deliberate. That's It was deliberate. That, uh, you know, Albert Einstein said something to the fact that uh, he's not sure what weapons will be fought or used in World War III, but he was convinced that in World War IV, it will be fought with, with sticks and stones. And uh, we're in World War III, okay? It doesn't have to be ballistic or kinetic. kinetic. Um, this is a different type of warfare, and it was used with a biological weapon. Um, you know, this was, look, Chinese ain't stupid. Look what, look what they got going on, man. You know, they're, they're a nuclear power. Um, this was deliberate. And it was one reason for it. And you mentioned earlier, kind of danced around a little bit there, Sam, was they got to get rid of Trump. Trump put the put the, put the the hammer on him, man. And uh, if they're to survive, they got to get rid of this guy because this guy is no longer going to acquiesce to him and give them everything for free. So, um, they, you know, a head-on conflict, are they going to win? I don't know, but I'll know this. They're all throughout this part of the world, right? They're, they're in the Philippines and the Malacca Straits, um, the South China Sea. These guys are, they're like growing like cancer. You know, we've, we've recently they had, there was an incursion into uh, India. Um, I've got, I've got intel, personal intel. I won't go into the details, but I've got phone calls going, hey, we need help. We need help ramping up. We need equipment and trainings and things like that. Everybody's getting their war footing. Everybody everywhere is getting their war footing because they're expecting that after November 4th, just imagine this, our country goes the shit, right? Freaking who's in charge because everything is up in the air right now, right? Uh, I don't think we're in any position to go fight a war anywhere else outside our borders. What a great opportunity, man, for the Chinese to just take over whatever they yeah. want. The Russians invade what they want. In fact, the only reason no, everybody from here to Japan to Australia and China is not speaking Japanese 
is because the Americans at the Battle of Midway. Yeah. Had we had we not won that battle, which was close, yeah. you know, the Japanese would know all this. And here we go again. We're right there on the cusp of this becoming the new China. We're going to have a Western block and an Eastern block. As you said earlier, you know, Sam, um, this could go on for the next hundred years. It could be a next Cold War between the East and the West if this doesn't get right. And so um, the Chinese, it's well played. They knew what they were doing. They, they came in and they, they used, you know, Man, right out of the book, you know, IOs, you know, psyops. They're they're doing an IO campaign in our own country, right under our noses. And guess what? Most Americans, they don't know this shit. Yep. You know, they're ignorant. You know, ninety-five percent of them just believe everything they hear, and so they go right along with the program. BLM, yeah, of course, Black Lives Matter, having no idea this is a Marxist socialist movement, right? And this is how the game is played. You know, the wars are won, not necessarily on the battlefield the wars are won before the battle ever takes place and that's exactly what happened the chinese are winning and we haven't fired first shot yet well, we don't know we're in a war and if that's one thing i always think about is like <laughs> that's it yeah. you don't even know well that's what robert yeah, i know it they don't know that's it. what that's what brigadier general robert spaulding says he says the chinese are gearing up they're stacking the deck in favor so when the war starts they win and meanwhile on our side we're like what war who are they fighting and it's like you dumb bitch they're fighting us like it's that's the thing man is this we don't we don't live in a vacuum so you know if we did live in a vacuum and nothing existed outside of american borders sure let's see where the protests go let's see is this the will of the people do we want a more do we want a more socialist country well you know i'm one person out of 346 million if the majority want this then that's where we'll go we don't live in a vacuum there is in, in in michael pillsbury's book the 100 year marathon he talks about from the chinese warring states period there's a there's a saying called never ask the weight of the the emperor's cauldrons and that means basically you don't you don't don't give away you don't go to the king and say hey, how healthy are you because that implies that you're looking at the king's crown right so you don't ask the weight of the emperor's cauldrons the heavier cauldron is the more the gods are in favor of you china doesn't ask america what is the weight of the cauldrons you wait and you wait in six seven decades and you wait and then the second you can it's kind of what you say with CQB. Was it uh, surprise, force of action? Was violence of action. There you Tom, go. This is textbook. This is textbook Sun Tzu. Yeah. Every yes. Yes. One before it's ever fought. Yeah. Appear you weak when you're strong. Appear strong when you're weak. Yeah. It's, it's. That's what I'm saying. This is textbook what they're doing. But like Dale said, most Americans don't even know who the fuck Sun Tzu is. They probably think it's some new motorcycle from fucking Japan. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, hey, no shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's Xbox sun Tzu. it's scary man yeah it's it, scary. it's and I, I just wanted to drop a couple more lines before i forget all of these um another thing they talk about in stealth uh, stealth war the uh the secretary of of uh the department of transport the secretary of transport has ties to china mitch mcconnell's wife or mitch mcconnell's father-in-law is the chairman of the board of the biggest defense contractor in china there are a lot of things in talking about ports, talking about grinding the U.S. to a halt. Look into the Secretary of Transport. See her ties to the CCP. If that doesn't make your fucking skin crawl, I don't know what will. It's wow. it's um, yeah. But so let's we got we got five more minutes, five and a half more minutes. I'm gonna try to be positive. I don't want to be all doom and gloom. I mean, you know, be realistic, lock and load, and have your food. That is positive. War. Yeah, war. Yeah. Well, well, well Dale, you're Dale, you're a different breed. Dale, you're a different breed. For <laughs> what? What are some positives that can come out? And I don't necessarily mean positive. I mean positive for America. So let's look in the last week. The NGAD, the Next Generation Air Dominance Program, 
flew its first fighter jet, a sixth generation fighter jet that no one had ever fucking heard of. And they made their first test flight, the replacer to the F-22 and the F-35. Is that is that a flex on China? Is that... Sam, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. Does China own the on the plans on the, the blueprints of it yet or, or yeah not? i know right it's i don't know man it's it's where does and i'd like to i'd like to think it's can china still be if we went on a proactive i mean if you turn the clocks back 30 years you you probably want to right smother china in the cradle it's is there something we can still do do you think there's any and i'm really reaching here tying it into the space force is there something we're going to do with with kinetic weapons, orbital weapons, directed energy weapons. Is there something, do we have a shit hits the fan plan at a, uh, at a, at a, at a special access program level for shit hits the fan? I mean, can we, can we win or is it all a house of cards right now? Not that you know the exact answer, China, but <laughs> China, China's going to have a real problem maintaining oil supplies because, uh, China, they don't have, they may not have a drop board. I think they actually do have oil, but but it's all imported. So if we can maintain blockades or you know find out where they're these straits that they're transiting these oils these oil shipments from, drop a couple tankers and you know block that that canal that canalized train. Maybe something like that. If we can block the oil, they're going to have they're going to have major problems eventually, as um, in a protracted conflict. So that's one of the first things I would start looking at if we were to go to war. Is, you know, how can you, how can you attack, you know, it's the indirect method of warfare, right? Yeah. Uh, how, how can you slow down their machine? Yeah. Um, the problem with space is, you know, they they shot down a satellite not too long ago. 2007. And they've, they've also, they developed their own GPS system. So they're no longer relying on us G, GPS satellites. We are. And so, you know, I guess, I mean, I'm sure NRO or somebody's taking care of this, but how do we protect our own satellites? Because if we don't have command, and con- if we don't have, you know, C4 ISR on the other side of the world enabled by satellites, there's not a whole lot we can do, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, maneuver and, and all that stuff. Uh, can we, I, I don't know. I, there's just so many, so many ways we could go with that, but find out what China vul- China's vulnerabilities are and, and just attack it straight on. Yeah. My, it's i mean it, it does seem to be a completely unconventional i mean is fentanyl flooding the coming across the borders is that warfare is covid warfare is it, i mean social media it, it it's not it's not how many tanks do you have it's not can we stop can we you know can we do our own blitzkrieg it, that's not the case anymore it's it's using all so and i and this is what i always think is so now that we've kind of established that it's not just who has the most nukes it's 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 who can move the chess pieces in this infinitesimally complex multi-dimensional chessboard well then it comes down to what it comes down to intelligence and not in the surveillance sense but the actual intellect so this seems that whoever has the most intelligent brain or ai can run the world you can have less wet you can have less sophisticated weapons but use those chess pieces like the example i use is you can give me a hundred nfl players and let me be the coach. I will still lose every down. You can give Bill Belichick two players and he'll probably still win the game because that guy's just a genius. So is the key, do we need a Manhattan Project to create a hyper-intelligent AI? You put it in some NORAD cave, some Faraday-proof air-gapped computer. Do you create an AI 
and just give it the keys to the kingdom? Or is that just the plot of Terminator? And is that how we all die? Let me just tell you again, (laughs) I'm not going to disclose anything that's going to get Dale and I pinched, but um, rest assured where uh, Dale and I used to work. um, If you think we're having these conversations, you better believe these conversations were happening a long, long time ago with a lot smarter people than the four of us. Yeah. Uh, and they have the budget, they have the DSNT, the, the partner science technology, and they've got all the pieces they need and all of the assets to, to do what needs to be done. You can all, and Dale, you can chime in, you can almost guarantee they've war game this every which yeah. way to Sunday. And yeah. I'm sure they've got COAs in, in line right now that if A happens, we're doing B. If B happens, we're doing... It's yeah. already shelved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's they already got, shelved. Yeah, Dale, what do you think? Trees and doctrines, yeah. What do you think, Dale? Can Dale not hear us? I'm here. <laughs> what do you, you think? Did you hear what I just said, Dale? Yeah, no, I heard you, man. You're right. Um, let's hope that our guys are smarter than their guys. And uh, we're way ahead of them. Uh, you know, we have some advantages, though. I think, uh, one, we've been fighting a lot more wars than they have. And uh, we got this shit pretty much figured out, right? <laughs> we're good at it. Uh, you we're know, and basically it. everybody in the world has watched how we fought our wars. And they've learned and they've stolen TTPs, equipment, technology. To, you know, look at the look at the Russians, for example, you know. I mean, they watch, they learn, and, you know, they got their own version of their Delta Force, which is not even close to ours, but, you know, they got all the bells and whistles and shit, you know. You can see it as I go and I look around this part of the world, you know, I look at their gear, I look at their tactics, I look at the mindset, and uh, it's it's all it's all based on American man. Um, and I keep telling, I keep warning people that, you know, we're kind of going in the wrong direction. We're, we're starting to flip the script, you know, where all of a sudden we're becoming this kinder, gentler army, you know, everybody gets an equal opportunity. We lower the standards. Whereas the rest of the world, our adversaries are ramping it up and they're going to hardcore shit like we used to do in the fifties and sixties and seventies, you know? Um, and so the, the, I think the, the, the methodology, the psychology, you know, the all that's starting to flip, man. We're becoming these pacifists, this pacifist army, whereas the rest of the armies out here are becoming much more like what we used to be when we were actually winning wars, you know. And that's my that's my take on it. Um, and uh, you know, ho- hopefully I'm wrong, but uh, at least we still have, I think, still have an edge on the bad guys because we actually have experience. Although that experience lies within the soldiers and the airmen, and you know, our our fighter war fighters, which by the way are getting older, and retiring, and we've got the new gen coming in, and uh, you know, and uh, again, that's a problem too because that was one of the reasons I left with disgust. Um, from the work that we were doing, Joe, at one point, you know, we literally had guys, new guys, young guys, the next generation sitting down on the battlefield because it was too hot while their men were getting, while their counterparts were getting shot and killed 500 meters away from them. Um, the mindset was completely different, um, completely different. It was all about, it's about me and not about you. And that's, uh, you know, that's a flawed philosophy, man, where the era Joe and I grew up, you know, was, you know, it ain't about me. It's about the guy to my left and right, you know, and now it's not, it's not about you on the left and right. It's about me. 
that's where we're at. And that's kind of, um, oh man, I hate to say it. I've seen it. Hope I'm wrong. I hope it's not the trend, but I've seen it. And uh, our, our society has emasculated our young men. Um, we have become more neutered and uh, we're going to get our ass handed to if we're not careful. Yeah. And um, I know we're going over time um, is, but the one last thing I want to say is for everyone listening is don't forget in the 2016 election of the voting eligible population in the United States, only 27% voted 73%, 70 fucking 3%, almost three That's out of four staggering. eligible voters. Last podcast. Yeah. That's staggering. Over 18 and not a felon. So voting eligible population, 73% did not vote right. Hillary won by what was the popular vote? 3 million votes. And right now the swing States to beat Trump is less than a hundred thousand voters. And that's yes. a conservative view. So I think it's less than 75,000. 73% of people didn't vote. So whichever way you're voting, I don't even give a fuck if it agrees with me. Use your goddamn God gift or not God gifted, fought and bled for right to vote. That's what all these men died for. That's what the guys running on the beaches of Normandy died for. That's go vote. I don't care if you agree with me. Go vote. Vote against me. But vote and let's just at least do this with voting instead of burning down fucking Wendy's and shooting each other. Like, God damn it. We already shot enough people overseas so that we can vote. Why do we got to bring it back here? We already got the system. Just go vote. Just go vote. 73% did not vote. Holy fucking shit. I could be, if 73% of people wrote in, I could be president. Oh, no, I'm too young. You can make Dale president. It's God damn it. So, um, yeah. Dale Comstock 2020. You already here first. Oh, man. Comstock Ted Eye. Me and Sam, we get the black oh, yeah. budget. Yeah. We get war in two days. Yeah. Well, we'll oh, be, yeah. yeah well, hey. Be a lot, of, a lot of people in concentration camps. Jesus Christ, Dale. Well, there goes Dale's campaign. It was it died as quickly as it started. Hey, yeah, no, one, is, no one cares if China does it. No one cares if China does it. Two million Uyghur Muslims in concentration camps being used for organ harvesting. But, you know, you can't talk about China because that's bad. So, um, sorry for that, Red. Hey, uh, before we close up, man, let's let uh, Sam tell us a little bit about the business, how to get a hold of him for anybody yeah, that's Sam Culper. Um, and I, I have one more question for you too, Sam. Um, do you also do like uh, corporate business type intelligence uh, or is it strictly more the tactical type stuff that uh, political stuff? Uh, yeah, so we, we actually do custom area studies. So if you're in a homeowners association, you have a ranch or a bug out location or Maybe you're just concerned about your neighborhood. Uh, we can either on site or virtually do your area study. And uh, my website is forwardobserver.com. We produce a daily intelligence report, kind of an, an intelligence summary of what's going on, what we see. We look at trends and patterns and you know, try to do our best to, to be as predictive or as actionable as we can with our intelligence, forwardobserver.com slash subscribe. If you uh, want to support us and we certainly would appreciate it especially because uh, uh man november to january it's just gonna be an absolute circus it's gonna it's gonna be a shit yeah. is there anybody is there i got one more question um are you aware of anybody on the other side of the camp doing what you're doing the left are they doing the same there's anybody out there collecting intel uh, they, as well yes yeah, kind of, i would and i would say they they do it uh way better than anybody on the right is doing it if you just look at the amount of people that they have been able to dox, yeah, um, you know, and they'll just you get on Twitter and you say something they don't like, okay, and you get doxed, and then they call your employer, and then if Biden gets elected, now you might have to worry about your banking. Is your bank going to drop your business because of what you said online? 
if they get thousands of people calling in, is your insurance going to drop you? You know, there's all sorts of things that can just briefly, you know, Costco just stopped buying the, the Palmetto cheese spread because the CEO of that company got on online and said that he, uh, he called BLM and Antifa terrorist organizations. And Costco said, nope, we're not buying this stuff anymore. And so if Biden gets elected, that's the cultural revolution. Like that's, that's the, the those are conditions that's we're going to inherit. And yes, the left does this way better than anybody else domestically. Wow. God we damn. appreciate your honesty, Sam, because I know that wasn't easy to say. But people that are listening, you're listening to a guy who's, you know, I don't like to use the word expert. And I know Sam's a quiet professional himself, but the guy knows a hell of a lot more than you do. And you just heard it out of his own mouth. God damn. Well, my ass just puckered. So, um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Woo. Well, whatever. Hopefully I've made, yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it, Sam. But, um. Go get a drink, Bob. <laughs> I'm gonna eat one here myself in a second. After yeah, that. no, I can see your china. I, I see you're gonna you're gonna make us uh you guys you're uh, gonna make us a set of tea, Dale. Not Dale, Joe. Uh, Joe's gonna be wearing a little maid's outfit. It's coming in. I got that hanging Dino up boys. <laughs> All right, my God. Well, I think Dale froze. Oh no, Dale's back. I'm I'm back. I'm back. I'm unfrozen well, again. <laughs> that's an that's an hour and eight. I I I said I'd let you guys go in an hour, so that's an yeah, hour. Yeah, no and worries, eight. man. But um, let's fucking do that's it again. That was fun. Always great conversations, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah, and thank you for coming on. I take notes while I'm talking. Believe it or not, oh. I take notes on everything we talk about because I learn from doing these myself. Talking with guys like Sam, who's I've got pages. Know, I've got pages yeah, and pages, yeah, dude. Man. You got it. Yeah. For those of you that watch these podcasts. Podcast, I suggest you do the same thing. Yeah, There's a lot of information is put out there. Yeah, um, so it, yeah. Uh, I very, think no. very last plug. I wanted to say for everyone rioting, it's going to be fucking hilarious to see if this Sam, you might know about it. Eyes in the Sky: The Secret Rise of the Gorgon Stare by uh, Arthur Hall and Michael um, came out several years ago, but it's about the use of predator drones and nonstop video recording of U.S. cities, which we we trialed in uh, in I believe Baghdad. Um, if you're out riding, I mean, they tested it in Baltimore, and that was five years ago. And I imagine it's everywhere right now. Uh, you've been doxxed by the government. They just haven't oh, yeah. said anything. I mean, I don't mean like that. And I mean like seeing where you were, what you were wearing, and you went home, and not just one person of interest, thousands at a time per plane. Just you know, FYI. And so next time you want to put on your Antifa Halloween costume and go burn some stuff because you're LARPing as a revolutionary, just you're being hey. watched. You're being Real tra- quick, so Joe and I actually, I'm not going to say the source or who we're going after, but we actually contacted somebody. We needed some intel on a certain person. Um, they literally zoomed in on the guy's wife's license plate on her car parked in front of a motel where she's banging another dude. Um, dude, no lie. And, and they, and they did that within a couple of hours. Like, holy shit. Um, yeah, Ooh. it's that good now. Yeah, that's not <laughs> access to stuff. Just knowing the right people. That's not even the big dick energy of the NRO. They're probably fucking. Look- <laughs> yeah. Imagine what other people can get. They can probably fucking look at your white blood cell count from orbit. So Jesus Christ, Sam Colbert, <laughs> Joseph Teddy, Dale Comstock, and my dumbass here yelling about all the right. problems in the world. Hopefully, hey, hopefully it all works out well. In 2020, it's just a weird fever dream of a memory. If not, lock and load. So. uh sure. Thank you, gentlemen. God bless America, and everybody stay safe.
Thanks, brother. Thanks. Be well. Yeah. Peace. <laughs>